everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality, where we believe in personal growth through business success. I am joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner. Good morning, Hallie. Good morning. Awesome. You see, like I just forgot something in the intro though or something. No, we just discussed how it could be morning, could be night. Yes, it could. Yes, it is. It is. So when you hear us, we do this in the morning. Yeah, so I'm welcoming morning. good yes. morning to Hallie. And speaking of mornings, one of the things that I find uh, really fascinating about other people that I am paying attention to or reading about, and I know a lot of us do this, is what do they do all day, right? I think that's a common question, like what time they get up, what, what do they drink, like what do they do? And I always find it really fascinating. I think like originally like men's health used to do this really well, right, when they featured people on there that were doing something and it kind of broke down like they're even like they're like gym like what do they do at the gym and like what was their favorite exercises and so what we're going to do today we're going to break down uh, a day in the life of me um just it sounds weird to say that but we get yeah. that question a lot and yeah. um from in, in our world and not just our employees but just our in general like what do you do we did a blog about it uh, i don't know it was like five four years ago something like that Definitely one of the most read blog posts was your your day, but your yeah. day has changed. Yeah, not significantly, but enough so that it's worth doing a re doing a revamp of what your day looks like. Yeah, that and um, you know it's funny. Uh, uh, a very large CEO uh, did a little video series probably a year ago. And the first video series he wanted to do is he wanted to bring to his employees who wanted to strive for some achievement of something that they were looking for. He goes, well, if you want to be a high achiever, then let me show you kind of a, what a typical day in a life looks like in these achievers. And so he went out and kind of studied people who are achieving levels of success that he wanted to identify with. And one of the things he did is he took down exactly what I did basically for an entire week. And he went back and presented it to his team. And he said, if you guys want to be more like Adam or more like other people that he interviewed, I don't know everybody. And he said, this is what they do. And he said, what's fascinating is they all said they wanted to do that. And then by day two, none of them did any of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Or like just bits and pieces of it. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's, uh, I think it's fascinating too. When we, when we see people doing things that, that, um, we like or aspire to do, it's really not hard. You just got to actually model what they're doing. And we'll get into modeling. We're just going to get into, if you want to take pieces of what I do in a daily life, then great. Um, so let's just jump in. Mm -hmm. It is morning. I am typically, and I'll kind of give you a little bit of structure of this and how jump in and ask the little details that the listeners might be asking themselves to as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think the fascinating part is the, is, is the, the little is details. The little, the yes. details. You yeah. always want to know a little bit more like, well, what, yeah. what does it mean when they do that? What happens yeah, when that shows up? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll talk about a specific day more like a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, and I'll give a little bit of brief history about my week, but typically, um, six days a week, I'm really five to six days a week. I'm up between four and four thirty. Um, I've more recently been getting up around four thirty, just because when, um, my Ironman training kind of really shut down, I didn't need all that extra exercise in there. And I was happy to let that go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was happy to let three hours of exercise go a day and down to about an hour and a half, which feels a lot better for me. Um, and so I, I gained about a half an hour of uh, sleep in the other thing is my kids are getting older. And so my kids are staying up later before a couple of years ago. My kids would go to bed at like 7.30. Now they're like 9.30. My, my oldest is like, can I stay up to midnight tonight? I'm mm -hmm. like, that's like four hours well, I've been sleeping for. Especially in the for. summer in Vermont. Yes, like, exactly. Get as much daylight as we can. Yeah. And so it's about 4.15, 4.30 or so. My alarm goes off. Um, I usually, I don't play the game, just those little things. I don't really like to play the game of the alarm clock game. Um, I just think that when your alarm clock goes off, you have an opportunity right then to win the day. 
And that's just kind of like my first mental win is when you gain consciousness, right? When you gain um, the ability to start sensing yourself and, and realizing that you're conscious from sleep, you have that opportunity to win. Your mind instantly goes, oh, this bed is just so comfortable, right? Just the, I have a fan. I sleep with a fan in case that little details in there. I love, and it's a Dyson. It's a non, um, uh, what do they call it? Non-bladed fans. So the dust can't move. By the way, it's a big mm-hmm. difference if you have a fan. When I went from having a fan with uh, paddles that get collected dust and stuff because mm-hmm. of doing it, yeah. the Dyson's a non um a paddled fan. So if you're a fan lover, um, which I've now converted most of my family into fans because they just got used to them living with me, go get the Dyson route. Or, Is it the sound? That, like you like that white, white noise? Yes, I love the white noise, but it's also the the, the feel. I like the I like actually feeling the air. Mm, okay. um, I just, for some reason, I just, I've been like that all literally since I've been about seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. yeah, my parent, my dad was telling me that the other day. He's like, you know, you slept with a fan. I remember sleeping in middle school with a fan, but he's like, even before that, you just had always slept with a fan. In the winter as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's even better in the wintertime because it's even colder. Right? It's like to be able to sleep in there. So anyways, you, you, you have the fan going and you're in this comfortable little like hibernation spot, right? But then you kind of just, in most days, I don't like, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh my God, like it's a, like instantaneously like jumping out of bed. There's the mental battles that go on with me too, right? Some days I'm just thrilled to get up and it's just amazing and I'm just ready to roar. I'm up before my alarm clock. But most days it's like, oh, wow, like it'd be great to just kind of sleep in there. And then just naturally I kind of go, well, that's just not going to happen, right? I just kind of just, I don't really give it too much weight. And so I get right up, which is important. So uh, as soon as I get up, I go downstairs. I'm always usually the first one up. And this um, is like 4.15, 4.30? Yeah, 4.15, 4.30. Literally come okay. downstairs. And the first thing that I do is drink water. Um, I always drink water. I do drink a black cup of coffee. So I hit the the starter button on it. I don't like actually brew it now, but hit the starter button to warm it up. Grab a glass of water. And I usually go outside. I usually go out my deck. In the wintertime, I go out on the front porch because there's not usually snow. However, I will say this, if there's snow, I do walk out barefoot in the snow. Like I enjoy that process. I know it's kind of weird, but I enjoy feeling the cold. I enjoy part of it. I walk outside and there's a rug right there in the winter. I always wipe my feet when I'm done with that afterwards. Um, and actually this week I went out Monday and Tuesday when I was out like, um, four 30, whatever it was, it's still pitch black now. Of course mm-hmm. you haven't realized that it's crazy. Actually at six 15 this morning, it was still pitch black. Dark, yeah. It was just, it was the first time that you know, I was starting the run and, and it was dark and I was like, Oh man, it's definitely a sign that winter's coming. Winter's coming. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so, and then I, uh, I was out there this week and I saw two shooting stars. I was probably out there for a minute each time. And both that one minute I saw the two shooting stars. It was really cool. Uh, two days in a row. And, um, and so I always go outside, breathe, kind of look at the stars, just kind of just not just trying to open myself up, right. Just to, to the universe, to whatever it is, just to get out of my mind, just kind of go outside and breathe fresh and that's air. like a one minute process. Yeah. Like a one minute yeah, maybe two minutes sometimes, but that's about one or two minutes. Then I instantly come right back in and meditate. I 90% of the time don't look at my phone before that. There is some times if I had like a text message that when I went to go set my, I set my alarm, I meditate for 20 minutes. And I set up my alarm for 21 minutes just in case, cause I won't want to, you know, fall asleep for an hour um, or anything like that. Um, so I do set that alarm. And sometimes when I set the alarm, there is like a trigger on there, like a text message or I happen to look at my email, which doesn't really just happen. Like I actually hit the button, but like, I just, I do it sometimes. And, um, and always, even if there's nothing bad in there, I always just kind of get, I'm just like, why did I need to do that? I didn't need to do that. Just, but sometimes I, I do feel that urge and I give into it. So from the, from like four fifteen, four thirty, 
through until you meditate is only like six minutes. Okay. It's like five or six gotcha. minutes. Really. Gotcha. It's kind of bam, boom, boom, right into it. Go outside, come right back in and I start meditating for 21 minutes. And where do you meditate? Uh, usually right. And I have this really big, I, I love meditating outside. Um, and I, in my, at my mountain house, I meditate outside a lot. Um, uh, in my other house and more in the city, I don't as much. Um, I usually stay right inside and, and meditate. And we have these big, huge, brown, comfy chairs, which are like the most, have you seen those things before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really comfortable. Um, they're like an oversized, you could put like three kit, three people in it, but they're just super comfortable. So I get right in that um, and, and meditate. I always like to meditate with my feet up for some reason. Hmm. I do better. I don't know which why. It's interesting because I believe they teach you to keep your feet, at least in transcendental meditation, to keep your feet on the ground. Actually, in transcendental meditation, they don't okay. teach you any method of how to meditate. They say the oh, most to, they say to, they say to not lie down okay. is really okay. the only yes. thing they do. But they say other than that, just find the most comfortable spot for you, which is actually how I get into it. Because when I first got into meditation, what, eight, nine years ago, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this whole like posture thing is really uncomfortable for me to sit here like cross. And they're like, no, 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 no. Just get as comfortable as you can. Just try not mm-hmm. to lie down. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's right. Because yep. yep. Janet, who's our, yeah. one of our TM teachers just says, just sitting up in bed sometimes. Yes, do it. exactly. That's where you need to do yes, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and there may be some other benefits that other people do that work well for them, for their posture. And maybe there's some breathing things that they do. And that's awesome. Keep doing that. But for me, I find the most comfortable spot. I always like to keep my legs up and I meditate right there. And where, where are the kids? Kids aren't up yet. Not most of the time. They're still not. only 5 a.m. Not even. Yeah. 435 okay. or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I meditate. And then um, from there, I, um, as soon as I'm done meditation, I, Usually like I'm usually coming out of it right around 20 minutes because it just, it's so habitual now that like, even how deep you go, you know, you're about to come out. And so for some reason, your body just kind of brings you out of that, out of that meditation. So I usually do it. Then my alarm will go off. It's like a, not like a beep sounds like a much more like a relaxed sound. Right. So I usually hit that off. And then for about five to seven minutes, I sit there and this is something that I've added on, um, over the last, really last year, really, honestly, really last like 90 days, six months, maybe. Um, I sit for about five to six minutes with any, any type of emotion that I'm feeling, I tend to let go. So the minute I'm done meditating, whatever anxiety or anxiousness or even good feelings, like good because I want something to happen, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know what I mean? Not like good that the moment's good. I mean, like I'm imagining something fun to happen today. Even all those, because it's still thoughts and it's still not in the present moment. I tend to sit there for about five to seven minutes, sometimes longer if there's, you know, I'll explain that in a second. I just sit there and let the emotions pour through. Just let them go. And it's just, it's a technique. We've talked about it before. I can get in detail at some point with that, but it's really just emotions are there to, for you to experience. But the problem is most of us don't experience them. We block them and we stop them the minute they start to work themselves through. And so I just, and a lot of times with, with just the emotions, if it's a negative emotion or more of an experience that they're not only negative or positive, they're just, they feel different. <laughs> That's just the best way. They just understand that emotions feel different. Yes, I understand that they're on different levels, but they just feel different. And so if it's one that's harder emotion, like anger or jealousy, that we've just labeled that, it's just energy. It doesn't know that it's called anger. It's just energy, right? Um, and so if, that, if there's some frustration or anxiety or anxiousness, like you're just trying to go on vacation the next day or something like that, and you can feel it kind of step up in there, you when that starts to bubble up, you just let that go. Otherwise, you're just going to be responding all day from that emotion. So that's been one of the really big things for me in my life is um, sitting with any emotions and making sure they're cleared out. So meditation brings me to that. The thing with meditation, I'll tell you too, is that the first stage of meditation 
is just to be aware that you start to be aware of how much your mind is just talking. <laughs> People go, I can't meditate because my mind's going crazy. I go, congratulations. You just now became aware of the craziness of the thinking patterns that your mind does. And they go, well, yeah, but I can't quiet mind. Well, of course you can't. <laughs> It'd be like going out and running a half a mile and be like, why can't I run a hundred miles? Right? Like this is, or playing the piano once and understanding why you're not Beethoven. Right? It's just not going to happen. So the first stage of that meditation. So if you don't have any expectations of your meditation, if and people go in there and they're like, where's Nirvana? Where's this chick Chakti? Where's this energy coming from? I want to hit this, this Samadhi or whatever they, they do that. They're just going to set themselves up for failure. And I see people doing that with meditation. So that's a little side note on that. So I just, I take whatever meditation comes. Some of them are very deep and wonderful experiences. Some of them, I just sit there and watch my mind going crazy. And I feel like I went down like a half an inch and either one is great because that just means it's there. The times where my mind is really going crazy is, um, the times where I have to sit with emotions longer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because there's something there that's bubbling at the surface that it doesn't allow me to get deep because it's blockage of something, right? So I sit with the emotion and it's really important to do this um, for you and just let it pass. And as I let it pass, um, it kind of clears its way out. And sometimes again, it's five to seven minutes. Even if I don't feel like there's anything there, I sit with it just to make sure. And then again, sometimes I'll sit there, literally I've sat there for 45, 50 minutes before just really working through these type of um, things, or I'll come back to it later on to make sure that I get it out. Then I go into my journaling immediately. Like I get right up out of there. I get maybe a little bit more water. I grab a black cup of coffee and I sit down and I start journaling. Okay. And what time is it? And where are you? you uh, still in the same chair. Cause it's okay. comfy at this point. Okay. Um, and, uh, I love having a little blanket on my feet for some reason. Okay. It's just comfortable it's right nice. there. I don't really like it anywhere beyond that, but, yeah. um, <laughs> just on my feet, it's, it's like up to like my knees or something. It's kind of nice. And I put my iPad right on it when I'm starting to journal. It's probably at this point a little right around five o'clock, five Oh six or so is by five ten is kind of the threshold. So if I need to be kind of really, um, journaling by five ten. And then, um, so that gives me a little bit of freeway. Sometimes it will start a little bit early and then I will real quickly, I'm not going to go in each one. It's just an affirmations journal, which is really not really an affirmation. It's just, I am grateful for, and it's kind of gets me like, I am grateful. I'm grateful. And I make the gratefulness really simple. Like I'm not like, I'm grateful for a Ferrari. It's like, I'm grateful for the rain. I'm grateful for being alive today. I'm grateful for health and energy and everything like those things. So I just kind of get in that rhythm. Then I have a journal for each one of my kids. I journal about something that they did the day before or that they said. Um, and then I bring photos in it. I use a Evernote for journaling. It's just very easy. I can do it anywhere and it's all online. So I can just drag photos right into it. Cause I like to put photos with my kids. So they have a whole collage of their life. So, um, the, my youngest two before they were even born, have an entire history of their entire life with a paragraph or two and with mostly photos every day of their entire life. And then my oldest, I started, um, maybe a year after, um, a year after she was born. So she's got about seven years or so of having that journal with her. And again, it's just a collage of their life, which is pretty neat to look back on. And, or if you're like, Hey, wh- where did it, where did you catch it? Like my son the other day, he's like, what, what's, what's the first fish that I caught? And so like, I, captured it. Right. So I put in the subject line first fish and what it was and where you were. You think you're like, oh, I'll never forget that. Right. You always kind of have this t- mentality. Like I'll never forget that, but you always do. Or there's, you know, Sarah and I were like, well, where was it? I was like, it's over here. She's like, no, it's over there. I'm like, the journal will know. <laughs> right. And so like, you just go back and search for that subject line and you can look up and you have a picture of it. And it's just really kind of cool. All right. Um, and, and then I get into a journal, uh, I have one for Sarah and then I get into a journal for myself. And this is where, it used to be a journal about more of my full on one and my focus. Um, and it still is a little bit, but it's really transformed to 
uh, making sure that I'm clear with emotions. Like a lot of people want to beat people with like less sleep and harder work. I just feel like there's an opposite approach where I can beat people with more sleep and more clarity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and so sure. I'd rather take that approach than, you know, wearing a badge that I slept for three hours last night and worked through everything. And it's like, wow, you did that. I slept for seven and I got clear and then things were easier. Right. And I think that's people missed that point and I changed that perception on that. So for me, it's how clear can I be when I show up for work? How, how the clear, and I don't mean clear, like, like you're translucent. I just mean like the, when people understand this, like when you get really clear and you get aligned, things just will flow in life much easier for you. You're not fighting life. And it's just a much better way to build and dance with life. Um, so that's for me is really important that I, when I'm drilling this and I'm clearing anything out, clearing things out of my head, sometimes it's very business oriented. Like I have a lot going on business wise. Sometimes it's more, there's not much going on business and it's more family. Sometimes it's more spiritual where I get really, really deep into like why sometimes I'll sit there just and talk about this emotion and I give the emotion its voice. So the voice can come through and typing and so that it work its way through, right? It's just a little technique that you can do is when you, when you have jealousy or anger, or anxiousness, or even j- a ton of joy about something, not joy internally, joy about a future event, that's a problem too. So I'll, I'll drill, why, why do I need, why do I feel that I'm gonna be happy when this happens, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like, I just wanna drill down on that. And so then I just like, I'll talk about it and then I'll get very specific and say, well, if I give this a voice, what would it say? It's amazing what it does say. Like, it's weird. It's just, you type it and it's just, it says what it wanted to say. And it's kind of like you're letting your way work through there. So for me, the whole part of that beginning part of the routine is to clear myself, to set myself up to dance with life, right? To dance with the, the flow, the natural flow of life. I just heard about all of those journals that you do. And I'm thinking that's like three hours of work. But how how long do you actually journal? Yeah, no, it sounds longer yeah. and it's it's really not. It's uh I journal for about 45 50 minutes okay. um every day. So it's really my thing is by 5:10 and by 6, six o'clock, o'clock I want to be on whatever I'm doing. So you got to also give myself probably like 10 minutes to like get my biking gear on or get my running gear on or whatever exercise that I'm doing that day. So usually I want to stop by around 5:50, 5:55 or so. So that by During yeah. during that time are you also reviewing anything. Sometimes I know you review your future self. Is that when you look at that? Yeah. So I, well, now that we get our future self emails emailed to us, yes. it's quite nice. And so yes. if you haven't signed up for the email one, I mean, it's, it's a tool that I use every day and, and hopefully you do as a listener as well. So maybe you listen, you read it later in the day. Well, I, if I'm biking, I'll read it when I start biking Got it. and I'll, okay. and I'll also check my emails when I'm usually like 15 minutes on warm up my bike. I can tell when you're biking. Yes. Cause you get a lot of emails from me that yes. are, I can barely understand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, those are all, yes. Cause I'm trying to get through them. Some yeah. of those come from when I'm running because when I'm running, oh. I get these awesome ideas, but like I stop in the middle of the road and like start typing an email out. I, I got one of those this, this morning. I was like, Hmm, yes. I think I know what that means. Yes. Was that the ego one that I sent? No, nope, no. Nope. Oh, it's an actual some, one to you. Yes. It was something oh. about, I think some, um, I don't know. It was like grass guy, but it was really about a meeting. Oh um. yes. That's, that's, that's a biking one. Yeah. Yes. That's a biking one. Um, so I was biking this morning. So it's like, and, uh, so I try to get on there and then I will, if I get done journaling, sometimes I'm done journaling 15, 20 minutes early and then I'll turn to work. Um, I have no, I have no problem at this point. I'm ready to actually work. Like I, I love what I do whenever I feel the point for me is there's enough time built in there that I'll spend the time to clean out whatever I need to clean out. 
internally. Mm-hmm. Once that's done, I'm ready to roll, right? So it's it, sometimes it ends at 545 and I'll start really hammering in on emails and following up with stuff and getting things out there. Sometimes when I'm journaling too, I'll get really good. At, I'll get an idea of a mm-hmm. direction. And so a lot of times I send them to you as fast as I absolutely can so I can move on um, and trying to get the ideas out there or direct or email back and forth to people that I need to have meetings with that day or whatever it is. Um, so it does build some time in there. But in other times, if I'm getting really deep on something and journaling, I just won't pay attention to it until I get on the bike. So there is some, some latitude there. But either it. way, about by six, you're working out. Yes, yeah. exactly. By six, six fifteen, I'm on the bike training or running at this point. Um, and, and training lasts anywhere. It's minimum. It's the minimum would be an hour. Um, and it goes anywhere from that to, you know, three hours. Um, and that's, that's, I know it sounds like a lot, but it's light compared to what it's been the last three years uh, when I was fully heavily training for Ironmans. And on um, a typical during your structured work days, yeah. which are usually like Monday through Thursday. Yep. It's usually only about an hour, hour and a half, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Um, an hour, hour and a half, usually hour 45 minutes on Wednesday because it's a long run day. I run about 13 or so miles on a Wednesday morning, so that's about an hour and 40 minutes or so. Um, but that's about the longest. Then on Fridays and Saturdays, I may do two or three exercises, but it's more fun. Like I might bike in the morning and I run and then I'm, I'll ro- hike, hike yeah. or ride my mountain bike later on with a group or whatever it is. There's just no pressure on it like there, there has been, which is great. And that to me works really well. So then that's about, they call you, call it 730 uh, approximately. And you've gone through, for the most part, gone through all emails, mm-hmm. checked in with who you need to check in mm-hmm. with. Cleared myself out, which is the most important workouts, part of my day. Workouts yes. done. What do you feel yourself with while you're working out? Um, if it's less than an hour and a half, nothing. And now before people go and do that, just understand that I've spent three and a half years understanding my body and trying every single part of fueling. I actually don't eat anything when I get up in the morning. I fast all the way through my workouts. Yeah. Which is Um, fairly common. A lot of people do not. Yes, they can. They can. Um, but there's a common thing that people like you need to eat right when you do. Yeah. There's different. Everyone just needs to know like your whole day. So I just, I'm very, I've tried all of it. I've tried getting up and having, you know, toast with peanut butter and and then 90 minutes later, like getting on your bike. And to me, I, it's, I haven't found that actually works. So for me, in terms of just weight loss and maintaining, it actually works for me to to fast through there. Now, when I'm doing my long run days, which are about 13 miles on one day, like on a Wednesday, I will bring two untapped maple syrups. It's untapped. It's a cool company in Vermont. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you take advantage of that. It's just maple syrup. Um, so it's pure sugar, right, but it's just, natural. just all natural. Yeah. And so I will do that just because you're burning so many, you know, you're burning 15, 1600 calories in that hour and a half. Um, so you just, you just need fuel every half an hour. I'll take that. And then 30 minutes in about an hour. And that takes me through and um, water throughout. No, nope, I don't drink any water from there, which is not good. Um, I just, to me, my body can do it and I can, I, I, I can handle it. Uh, if it's really hot, I'll carry a water bottle with me. But right now it's not a, not a big deal. Okay. Anything beyond that? Absolutely. Um, you need to be just, and you should consult your own doctor and understand your own body. Again, I've spent three and a half years of doing 21 or so Ironmans or half Ironman. So I've really tested my body and what it can do to what it can. So I have a pretty good idea of what that flow is for me. So then right when I get done my exercise, you know, you're just feeling great for one. I mean, you're just clearing everything out and you're just rolling and this is about seven 30. And then I spend about 45 minutes, um, with my family that's like quick shower. Um, I usually, I usually help like my kids eat. Like I will 
typically my go-to. That, that means make breakfast? Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, and try to get them to eat something healthy and have a conversation with them yeah. and just remove their headphones so they're not just on their iPads because they have until eight and then this stops for them. Um, so then uh, I pretty much always go to two pieces of Ezekiel bread, raisin bread, raisin, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. if you haven't had, this is absolutely cinnamon amazing. Raisin. Cinnamon raisin. Yeah. It's not cinnamon raisin. Oh, it's not? No, no, no. It's just raisin. Are you sure? Is it cinnamon raisin? I'm pretty sure it is because it's like my favorite. Ezekiel bread cinnamon of the purple mm -hmm. package. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, there it is. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, yes. it is. Uh, toasted, mm -hmm. um, and then with um, Teddy's peanut natural yes, peanut butter. Also my favorite. I know you can't, you can't yeah. go wrong with Teddy's. I know. Uh, it's it's awesome. Um, so it's it's and then it's there. And then on my on my heavier workout days, either a higher intensity or a longer duration, I'll add honey to the peanut butter. Um, otherwise it's just plain peanut butters cause I don't want the extra calories and sugar, but if it's not, it's Ezekiel bread, peanut butter, and then I'll add honey for longer workouts from there. Or if I'm just excited for honey, I'll just <laughs> add that down there sometimes too, uh, for there. And then, so that's there. And then I am, um, uh, then I kind of chat with, especially right now during all COVID and my kids have been there all day. I usually kind of play with them or go outside with them or for just hang out with them for a few minutes. Do you only have that one coffee in the morning when you are done meditating? Yep. I just have yeah. that one black, black cup of coffee, um, there. And then I usually at the office by, well, Monday is a little bit different because I start a little bit earlier cause I, I go on the air on the radio around seven 35. Um, so I'm starting, I actually do that call at my house and go back in there and then come here, um, before eight. Um, but typically I'm, I'm here between eight 15, eight 30. So on Wednesdays, I typically actually get here a little bit later because my workouts are so much longer. Mm -hmm. um, but my whole goal is to be here, ready to go, starting by nine o'clock. Yeah. And I would say you, none of your meetings start before 830. Your yes. structured meeting, except for that one on, yeah. Monday, on Monday. Um, but for in general, structured meetings don't start until nine. Yes, exactly. Which gives you, it builds in some time, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not, I just don't want to go around feeling rushed, right? You know, I, I mentioned this quote to you, like, I don't want to go build a life where I'm excited to get out of my life. <laughs> I was listening to a guy who said, I'm trying to help founders basically not build a company that they're excited to get the F out of. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was, that was a cool concept of what they're doing. And also it's like the same way I thought about that was in my own life. I don't want to build a life where I'm excited to get to the next moment. Like I'm just, I'm, I want to enjoy each moment. And so I try to set up my life so that each moment I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of like, I can't wait to this, or I can't wait to get out of this business. I don't want to build a business that I'm excited to get out of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to build a life that I'm excited to get to the next moment. Right. And so the whole thing is to be able to, how do you structure your, and it's different for everybody. I'm not going to, well, yeah, I was gonna say, it's not even just the business side. It's the, all of the people who can't wait to, for, for retirement. Yeah. You know, like yeah. then they're finally going to live their life. Yeah. And then do they? Not really. No. no, they don't because then they just, because, well, for one, it's just because the ego always needs to be in some sort of struggle or um, some sort of pain. You ever notice this, by the way, when, um, if one of your really good friends wants to celebrate, like they had something really good happen in their life and you're generally happy for them and you mm -hmm. celebrate with them and you're happy and it's yes. all there. And you kind of have that moment like, oh, that's great. But if somebody, or your same friend comes to you and says, oh my God, I had like the, 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 this terrible thing happened to me. This is saying, you know how much more intent you become on that? You ever notice that? Like how much more drawn you are into the story because you, of its, it's negative? That, yes. People, I mean, it, I feel like it's the same thing with like with, um, there's a car accident. Yes. You can't help it. But if somebody was just like stopped on the side of the road because they're changing the tire, do you? Yeah. It's not as exciting. It's not as exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's in, because of people celebrating, you kind of hear it. And the reason why that is, is when people are telling like their darkest stories or something that happened to them and they did something that was, that was bad. The ego actually bonds with other egos over pain and struggle. 
Is it because it makes you feel better about yourself? Well, it's just the ego's in control of your life. <laughs> it's what people don't realize. And so when the ego's in control of it, it'll, it'll naturally make you feel better about it because you're just living the egoic life. And so that's why you're naturally drawn to those type of negative stories. They pull you into it because there's a bond between egos. And the ego only lives and loves to live in struggle. doesn't mean it can't have bliss happiness sometimes because that's why otherwise we would never live there. But there is that. But it actually naturally lives in the bonding of struggle or contradiction or contraction or pain. And that's where, that's where it wants to be. And so that's why you naturally can gravitate to those things. Um, where were we going with the whole thing before you it's, distracted it's me? It's nine o'clock. Yes, it's nine. Yes, exactly. Ready Perfect. to get started. Yes, exactly. Um, so again, at nine o'clock. And then from there, we're going to every individual meeting, but it's really nine to 11, 1130 is very kind of focused. And it's, I've usually have meetings Monday through um, Wednesday for the most part that are there. Uh, and then from 1130 until one, there's a break. I meditate again, which is really important to understand. Let's, let's break that down yeah. even more. So 1130 to one is your break in mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. But what do you actually do first? Uh, 11.30 hits. What do you do? I check my emails. Okay. I, I go through all my emails, make sure there's nothing there. I follow up with anything that needs to be followed up with. Uh, even though I'm trying to do that a little bit between meetings just to kind of get Your rid of it. Your schedule's quite packed. Yeah. 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 During the um, meeting time. But typically I will write things down and, and things that need to get offloaded. And so from 1130 to about noon is basically, it's so funny too, because you think it's going to take forever. It never does. It never does. It takes yeah. me like 20 minutes to really get through the things that I really need to get through and email yeah. and to let off. And then right around noon is really when my kind of target is to, I shut my door and everyone in the whole office kind of knows this. I yes. meditate again for 20, you probably hear my alarm go off when every time. Oh, I, no, oh, I, no, don't. I don't. So I started again for 21 minutes. I actually lay down on my couch which is like you know, you're not supposed to lay down but it's really comfortable and i because i need to put my feet up oh my god <laughs> so, is that why yes oh, do you want there. a footstool no it's not it's good I'll just, i actually it's a perfect chair to lay down in um so i it's actually like a like a love seat type thing so it's, yes. it's perfect for me though so i put my head on the pillow and I, lay, I can lay down there i feel like i'm in like a somebody's office about to get um head shrunk yes exactly something right there so i lay down and i do my um I do 21 minutes again of, of meditation. Again, it's my reset throughout the day. Um, and then as soon as I go back in there and then I'm just, and then I'm really doing emails or following up with things and kind of helping or From 1230 to one. Yeah. And people are coming in during that time you come in or Brooke will come in or other people from other companies will come in. They'll usually kind of catch me because they know that I'm pretty open during that time. Mm -hmm. It's also when I eat, as yes. you know, I'm really purposeful in what I eat. Uh, I, I bring in a lunch every day and a little knapsack. Um, and I pretty much eat the same thing every day too as well for lunch, which is an avocado. Um, I usually have some sort of fruit throughout my day, like a banana or apple. Um, and then but I that, have- But that you eat earlier in the day, right? Yeah, like, I'll, I'll, like right around, usually around 10 is yeah. I'll have like a piece of fruit. And then around noon, I will eat um, an avocado, a salad, maybe a veggie burger or whatever is left over from the night before. My wife does an amazing job of making sure that I usually have a serving to come into the next day. So I usually bring that in, whatever that was. And it's usually a plant-based meal. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 90% plant-based. And so that'll come in there. Uh, so eat. And then around one o'clock again, my meetings start until about four. Um, Do you drink water throughout the day? Yes, a ton. Yeah. Okay. A ton in a lot of seltzer. And uh, yeah, oh my God, we cannot not talk about the <laughs> seltzer. I know. God. Um, it's yeah. I, case, I Maybe a two cases a week. Probably. I, I probably drink about here, seven. That's just here. I try. I, I probably drink about seven or eight seltzers a day. Yeah. 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 Why? Uh, I, I'm addicted to variety. Um, and I also within conf confines of what variety I can have. And since I don't yes. really want to put anything else in my body, I have water and seltzer water. Yes. And, and it's so funny because <laughs> Brooke has bought you like 12 different flavors of seltzer water yes. so that you have a 
<laughs> yes, variety of different seltzer waters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and so it's really, I just drink, I do actually, when I get to the office, I also do make another cup of black coffee, coffee which yes. is weird for me though. When I do that, I actually allow that, that cup lasts me all the way until about noon mm-hmm. because the, the more I've been in tune with my body and clear things out, I'm actually much more sensitive to caffeine than I ever have been. Um, which is really fascinating. And so a lot of times I'll only drink a little, I find myself only drinking a little bit now of the cup, the second cup, even the first cup, if I'm like at home and, I, and I'm taking like a day off or I'm exercising later in the day and I try to have two cups in a row, it actually, I feel really weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's too much. Like, and it never used to be that way, but it just, the energetic nature just kind of takes over. And so I just, everyone probably has their own limits of what it can do. Yeah. Um, and so I usually either dump that out or I end up drinking it around noon, right after my meditation or something, if there's a little bit left. And then I, then I have tea, by the way. So I do tea every day. In the at, afternoon? In the afternoon, around one, 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 one thirty um, is tea. Um, it's green tea. And, uh, and then from there I get into my- And you never put any- Nothing in, in yep, yeah. nothing in there. Uh, green tea. And then I, again, work to about four, four thirty. I clean up emails or anything else that needs to happen. So, uh, meetings back from one to, we usually end right around four. No, yes. Occasionally yeah. a meeting scheduled yes. past four. Yeah. So one to four and, but you're, we're not talking like one meeting between one and four. Yes. We are talking about 30 minutes yes. to one hour. 15 like minutes. Back exactly. To yeah. Back to back. Yes. Um, very, very structured, very yes. impactful getting it all done, slamming it in there, um, and making sure I'm doing it. And majority of things after four is nothing heavy. It's usually mm-hmm. just phone calls, like touching base. Hey, I need Adam for 15 minutes. I can you talk to this person for a few minutes? Just whatever it is, just more lighter conversations. Cause honestly at that time around four, I'm just done. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I don't have energy. It just, I'm just done, done. Like I don't want to actually work anymore. I've been, I've been going all, all day. And so to me, this is around four o'clock, four 15, four 30, I'm ready to be done. And I usually go home and, and do something at that point in time, I'll, I'll go and I'll hang out with my family and my kids and we use to play basketball or play soccer or something outside, especially right now. We're trying you to do get out there. sometimes answer emails like right around five. Is that four thirty-five? Is that at just kind of as you're transitioning back to home? You, yeah, you know what I do? Send a couple extra ones. Yeah, you know what I do when I get home before I go inside, mm-hmm. I'll sit in my car and I'll make sure there's no other emails that need my attention right now. Yes. And so, so I'll send emails out. from my car before I actually walk inside. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then where do you put your, do you put your phone away once you get inside? I usually go upstairs and change, even though I'm wearing jeans. Yeah. You need to get more comfortable. <laughs> I, just, I just get more comfortable. <laughs> Honestly, it's all about comfort for me. Like yeah. I, if I could, like I'd wear like um, which is something I may have, but just like a, like I actually do wear a sweatshirt, but even more like a sweatshirt. Anyways. I'm like, how could you get more comfortable <laughs> than what you actually wear? I, I know. Um, but I do like, I just uh, go in there and, um, I usually go upstairs and I leave my phone upstairs right next to my wallet. Um, probably 75% of the time. Sometimes it just stays down there, but I, I, I just, there's just not as much pull anymore to look at it. Yeah, yeah, um, it's just, it's just not there like it used to be. Um, and so I kind of, do you think that's a construct of your spiritual growth or the growth of the company and additional leverage or both? I think it's a hundred percent inner. I think the company has grown tremendously, but the demands are always going to be there no matter how big your company gets. I think it's just, that's an internal thing mm-hmm. um, where there's always going to be leverage. There's always going to be another hire. There's always going to be those people. But there wasn't maybe six years ago or seven years ago, I guess is my point. 
Maybe we're talking about me here. Yeah, I think that's you. <laughs> I think that's, that's you. I mean, I, I think that, uh, I don't think that a man's really has changed all that much from, from, yeah. from what it was seven or eight years ago. Now, 10, 15 years ago, it's a little different. Um, that was right, when you were cli- when I was client actually, facing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, from there, but for the most part, I, it's just really internally because it was just the, the pull is not there. It's mm-hmm. like when there's yeah. not an itch to itch, you don't start itching your arm to itch. Yeah. <laughs> so if the pull's not there to, to pull you into it, you just don't look at it. Right. Um, if you're not hungry, you don't go looking for food most of the time. You're just not hungry. If there, again, if there's not an itch, you don't just start itching things to, to stir up an itch. And so uh, when you work internally and you, when you work and you clear that stuff out every morning, you're able to actually flow a lot better when there's not nearly as many itches or pulls or energy vortexes that try to lap you into it. So again, you kind of just let that go. Um, so five o'clock phone away. Yeah. Phone away for the most part. I, I may check around, you know, 6.30 or 7 after about 90 minutes. I'll kind of check in. Actually, usually I get numbers reported to me from between 5 and 6. And so I always like to look at those um, specifically for what HRG did for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at what those numbers are, if anybody else had anything. And I'll just kind of quickly brief that. Uh, I really won't You don't need into, to respond. Don't respond. It's stuff, more of just, yeah. and it doesn't really affect me too much. Um, and then I'm also pretty decent about getting – not so good information and also letting it go. Um, so some people, they, if they look at their emails, they're triggered for the whole night. I'm not saying it can't happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you're working yourself to clear yourself out there, you can look at things and go, huh, well, that's, that'd be a problem tomorrow. Right. And I kind of can let that go and, and just turn right and back turn, to the kids. Yeah, or, exactly. Or yeah. Sarah or whatever. It hasn't always been that way. Yeah. So I don't understand. That's why I said the inner work first. Um, it, before, if I used to read some of those emails that I would get, I'd be like, oh my God, and I'd be, it, throw me out. Right. Right, It would throw me off course and I'd be thinking about it all day. And the next thing you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's affected. My state of consciousness has changed from an email, which has pulled me out of my seat of consciousness, which is now affecting the rest of my life. Um, and, and, and anything that, when that happens, I always, which it still does, I still stop and process and go, why did I just get, why did I just get pulled out of this consciousness? Why did I just get pulled? And why did I just get disturbed from this? Right. It's just an email. <laughs> I understand the event is there, but then how do I just going to deal with it? And so again, I, I, I just, I, I don't mind looking at that every now and then because it's due. And then I usually spend a few more minutes until about seven thirty till eight fifteen. I'm putting my kids to bed. What yeah. do you do between five and seven thirty? Uh, we'll eat. I play with my kids. You have dinner together as a family? For the most part. Yeah. Uh, I would like to say that we're amazing at it, but we're yeah. really not. I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Sarah and I always eat together. Oh, yeah. But okay. my kids are just, um, we haven't done a really good job uh, as parents to like make us sit down and do it. Our kids usually kind of eat but together. That, but that's an external expectation of yes, how, I know. how I, your that's family That's why I'm saying there's no, no negative yeah. energy around that. Um, you know, it's like my kids are usually starving. <laughs> like if they need so much food. So they usually eat earlier like 5 to 5:15 for what they're doing. Sometimes we'll eat together, but the majority majority of the time it's they're eating and then Sarah actually really likes to not be eating when they she has demands on her to do it cuz for her it's hard for her to do that. So I respect that and so she wants to get the kids almost done first. My sister is the exact same way. So that she can get them done, get yes. them organized, clean up their kind of plates and stuff. And then, enjoy. And then exactly, and then her and I will go eat outside while the kids are playing or doing something like that. So That's that works cool. well yeah. for us. Yeah. Um and, uh, and for there. actually one thing I did forget when I usually get home, I, I typically don't eat a ton from one to four thirty. Um, I usually have a piece of fruit, sometimes a, a shake if I'm really hungry. Um, but I usually go home right when I go home, I, Sarah does a great job of always having chopped up vegetables and I eat vegetables and hummus. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm, if I had a hard workout that day, I'll grab some like cauliflower chips sometimes, mm-hmm. um, which are good if I just, or if I'm dying for a crunch. So I just do that. And then 
Uh, and then again, that whole process takes of getting the kids through. When do you eat dinner? Like seven? Like 6.15. Kids usually eat at 5.15. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always think things take so much longer than they do. 5.15, 5.30, the kids are eating. And then the kids kind of, sh- the kids eat for like six minutes and they're gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we clean up that, we help clean up that stuff. And I, and I make them clean up their plates and make them do their chores. And, and then after that, Sarah and I usually eat um, our meal for that, which Sarah does a great job of making a lot of plant-based meals. And she really enjoys cooking. So it's her little process to kind of help out and, uh, and to also... Um, you know, to contribute. I know there's a way of contributing to that and also for her to be able to relax while we're doing that. And usually we eat outside if we can. Are you drinking more seltzer or do you crack open a bottle of wine? You know, I'm not a big wine drinker during the middle of the week. Um, uh, I, uh, mostly like I'll have like a glass or two of wine on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if I do at all, usually, Um, I mean, we're doing details, right? Usually red, right? Yes. I don't like white at all. Um, and I, I don't mind red wine at all. Part of it is, is I just don't ever want to feel like I need to change my state of consciousness through something externally. That <laughs> sounds weird, but like mm-hmm. if I'm feeling the pull to whine because I feel like I need a break, I do it consciously. So I don't want to just get into the habit of doing that just to change my state through something externally. So if there's a prop. Yeah, I was going to say, but just like you, the honey. Yes. That you sometimes want that. Yes. Maybe <laughs> sometimes That's you what want I'm saying. Yes, exactly. A glass of wine. Which is, there's a lot of times when you come home that you still want like a change of state. Yeah. And so instead of dealing with why you need a change of state, which is what I like to do, which is why I like to sit with all the emotions, um, most people naturally gravitate to something every day, whatever that is for them to kind of displace that energy. And then it shows back up the next day. <laughs> and so for me, I'd rather just deal with the root of it of saying, well, why do I feel the need of pull of having a drink of alcohol? right now or whatever it is and I it doesn't and it doesn't mean I won't do it I just want to know why that I'm doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of doing things unconsciously and not need it it's the need not exactly need nothing enjoy, enjoy everything, everything. Exactly. don't need the wine yes enjoy the wine exactly that's exactly yeah. right um and because there wasn't many times in my life where I, I could get into the quick, I mean, and there's even weeks where I can get into is like, maybe I went to a couple different dinner, dinner parties. And next thing I know, like Sunday night, it's like, wow, I have this pole to all of a sudden have a glass of wine. I'm going, what's going on there? Like mm. I have a very addictive personality. The personality is not me, but that personality will itch. <laughs> and so I have a very addictive personality. And so I know that. And so I don't ever want to be hooked to that energy uh, for it, whether that's food or wine or anything. Right. Um, exercise, exercise drugs, all that stuff. Business, yes. Abs- e- email. Abs- yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's what goes on and on. I mean, people love to dive into work for a couple of reasons. They love diving into work because they love, actually, I wrote right on here. You can see this right here. Um, it says, am I being, am I distracted or flowing in life? Mm-hmm. Am I distracting myself in business or am I distracting myself in physical exercise or am I flowing in life? And it's a question that's constantly in my head of just, just not like I'm thinking about it. Just, it's more there. We've, well, we've talked about it in terms of what part of you is doing, doing it. the activities? So yes. Are you doing it as a distraction or are you doing it as a flow? Yes, a flow? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and so then again, we kind of wrap that up. Um, I usually, I put my son to bed first. He's super easy to put to bed and we always have conversations and we have talk and I think it's, I think it's, they go to bed? 730? Yeah, 730 to eight is when Asher's going to bed and, and, um, you know, I think you'll, you'll experience, uh, or people that have kids will experience when, um, that's such a cool time when you put your kids to bed when they can communicate with you because it's almost like they've calmed down. They're like them and you can have these really cool conversations. So the other thing I will do, um, since we're in details with my son, if like some point throughout the day, he lost his consciousness, right? Like he just, he fought with his sister. 
you know, we watched this ninja show the other day, and then he he karate chopped his older sister, which didn't go well, and all those stuff right there. So, <laughs> anyways, we we when we lie in bed, and when he's in a good spot, I'll ask him and say, "Hey, what happened when you karate chopped your sister? <laughs> like, did you? How did that make you feel?" So I really get into it, and sometimes he'll he'll just say, "I don't want to talk about it, Dad." And I said, "I know you don't want to talk about it, but how'd you feel?" Uh, and I kind of pull it out of him a little bit, so he recognizes it. Um, and then other times we just talk about fishing, um, or he, he asked me the other day, he's like, what's on your bucket list, dad? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so we kind of walked through that and I asked him what's in his bucket list. And we kind of walked through those conversations, but the, those conversations, at least with Asher are amazing at night because he just really is genuine and he loves to just have that connection through conversation. I was going to say, is it also he's super present. Yes. He's, super. He pre- yes. He's in his bed. My life. Yeah. Door shut. Exactly. Or his siblings. Yes, or, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then my, uh, my oldest daughter, I usually put to bed about 75% of the time because the only reason why she'd rather have her mom put her to bed, <laughs> but my youngest is a gypsy soul and she is the most stubborn, caring, stubborn <laughs> child that I, if she does not get her way and she's been like this literally from day one, it's been the craziest thing to watch and experience through three kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stubborn and people say, well, it's the third kid. I'm like, no, no, no. This happened no, before she was her third yeah. kid. Before she had any idea she was the third kid. This is the way she was. Um, and it's just so fascinating to see. And so she is very, uh, I can't put her to bed. <laughs> it's very rare that I get to put her to bed. Like every day she'll, she'll come in. She says, she'll, I love you. And she'll give me a kiss, but she goes, you're not putting me to bed. <laughs> it's okay. It's just so funny. And so Sarah has to put her to bed and that's a process. And so we're working on that right now. So I usually put Sienna to bed cause she's older and, and we usually read and she reads to me and goes that stuff. And then from there I go back upstairs and I will tend to look at my email again or, or yeah, I was gonna say, usually like file through. Or yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Look through there. And then, um, I wish we'd say we, Sarah and I come together and have lightning talks, but that rarely happens because we're dealing with kids and everything else. And so I usually fall asleep around nine and she usually comes in. Sometimes it's great. If not, then, um, you know, where she's falling asleep with Maddie or one of our other mm-hmm. kids who needed it or whatever that is. And, and then we wake up the next morning. And- what do you, what do you do between like, are you reading? Are you watching TV to unwind at the end of the day? What do you usually do? I don't watch TV. Um, Except for Yellowstone. Yes. I don't watch TV. Even Yellowstone, I don't, I don't watch it in the middle of the week. Okay. It's um, just thing. because I know that if I watch it, I will want to watch it and yes. I'll be addicted to it. Yes. And then I'll watch another episode. Um, and then it pulls me past the time that I want to be going to bed. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost, too, I mean, you're watching like two episodes of Yellowstone. I mean, how can you stop? I mean, well, <laughs> I've been up since midnight to uh, midnight the past couple nights because <laughs> my freaking addiction now to Yellowstone because you got me hooked it's on good, it. It's good, isn't it though? Yes. I see. Yes. No, it's good. I don't uh, have that self-control. <laughs> I, well, it, well, that's the thing is I can't have the self-control, so I don't start it. Yeah. Once okay. you start it, you're done. It's like once you touch the rope, you're pulled. Yep. Yeah, and so you just sure. can't start it to begin with at all. Got it. And that's what, and then that sets my, otherwise if I do, it pulls me into something else. Actually, it's funny you say that because last night our kids spent the night at uh, their sister's house and they all went there. So I had, I had the house to myself. So I got done everything. I, I went to a couple of our job sites late. Uh, I got back at like 16, but like at 630, I was done. I was like bored. So I start, I watched uh, a Netflix show. And of course I watched like three episodes in a row because yeah. I watched one and just pulled me out. Next thing I you know, it's nine Oh six. I'm like, dude, I just actually shut the show off. I said, you, 
this is ridiculous. I need to go to bed. And, but that's the problem is if I didn't have that little bit of, of there, it would have pulled me into it. And that's what happened last night. And so I finally like nine, nine or six, I was like, this is, I'm just going to end this. The word is yeah. it's actually Lucifer. Have you ever seen that show? Um, I've watched like one or two episodes. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I couldn't quite get into that one. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, it just kind of makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. what it yeah, is. He's an interesting character. But really it's just an escape, right? Yeah, it's just exactly. an escape for yeah. what it is. Um, so then again, then, then it just starts the, the next day. And that's typically Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday, um, Thursday night or so. I'm usually down at our, our mountain house and um, change it a little bit. But fr- Friday and Saturday, I still try to get up around 430 because even though um, Friday, I'm still doing stuff. But um, Saturday, even there, I want to get most of that stuff done before the kids get up so I can actually be present for the kids and kind of do whatever we're doing for the weekend. Sundays, I will say, I don't set my alarm at all. Um, so I do tend to sleep in a little bit more that day. Which is which like is five thirty, yeah. yeah. Which isn't that much later, but it's like five thirty. I will tell you though, every time I do that, the night before, I feel like I'm gonna like really enjoy it. But then when I get through, like at, at like seven o'clock, I'm like, man, I wish I'd gotten up earlier. I know. It's I like the you. same yeah. thing. Like I don't know. I and every Sunday it used to be weekends, and I said, well, now I'm gonna start doing it on Saturdays, get up early, and I start kind of that. And then it was Sundays, like I just can't wait to sleep in. I'm like, why can't I wait to sleep in? What is, what's going on there? And then when I actually sleep in, I'm not happy that I slept in. So if you really need the the rest, you'll take yes, the rest. But otherwise, exactly. Yeah. I tend to get up early and. I just feel better getting up early and getting that stuff done. And, and I love mornings because it's just such an opening to the to life and an opening to the day about what's the possibilities and you're just excited for what's going to happen. If you liked this episode, we'd love it if you left us a comment or review and shared with us um, your morning routine or just what you thought about the episode in general. You can also subscribe to the podcast and then share it with a friend.